Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. And Julie, today is August the 17th. Yes. And we're podcasting live from... Sherman Oaks, I believe. In, yes, Trevor Jones's basement. <laughs> yes, his uh, office hideout. Trevor works with us as part of our team, and we are um, thankful that he's hosting us while we do this podcast. And we're having a little impromptu meeting as we make mm-hmm. our way around L.A. And today is day, what is day? I believe we're on day 41. Day 41. And now we're after this, we're headed down to, oh, we're going to spend some more time in North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Then we're going up to Calabasas. Did I say it right? Calabasas, Calabasas, yeah. Calabasas, yeah. I always screw that up. Um, and then we're going to be uh, headed down to Laguna. Laguna so we're doing yes. all that today, right? Yeah, full yeah. day. And I think we have probably five or six people that want to meet with us down in Laguna. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you down that? Down in Orange County, yeah. Yeah, okay. Should be great. So what I'm telling them to do is we're going to be at the beach from this mm-hmm. time to this time. Just be there. Show up or don't. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's right. So yesterday we started out and we were talking about essentially the obvious importance of becoming a listing agent, focused primarily on being a listing agent. And there was some interesting feedback. I probably had five or six you know, forms of communication through Instagram and through people texting us where they seem to appreciate the clarity that we gave them with regards to um, the importance of really pivoting towards being um, a listing agent primarily. Mm-hmm. One of the things, I did get a couple of people that were pushing back a little bit against the concept because they'd only been in you know, the real estate business since say 2018, 2019. Sure. And they'd only come in the business during the advent of essentially where everyone was saying, buy leads, build teams. We talk about this on the podcast mm-hmm. every single day. And the reason that we drive, uh, we drive down on this is because ultimately we want you to understand the importance of building a business that is essentially a duplicatable, predictable business. And that is a listings-based business. Because when you're buying business and you're buying leads and you're doing all these other types of things, it's not predictable, it's not duplicatable. And Julie and I um, like to say, because it's definitely true, is real estate is the simplest business on planet Earth that people like to make incredibly complicated. This is true. And there's so many different ways to complicate, overcomplicate, overthink, overanalyze. You know, you guys are sent, we know, we get the emails too and the texts and the voicemail and the, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Every day you're bombarded with ways to blow your money in the hopes that maybe the world will rain down real estate leads upon you. And then when that doesn't happen or whether sometimes you get what you think are leads, but they never turn into anything and you call to complain to those companies, they just say, well, you haven't been doing it long enough. You haven't spent enough. Maybe you need to upgrade. And so you wait another 90 days and see if that works. We call that hopium. It's not predictable. It's not duplicatable. So when you simplify and you use our seven-step listing process, and when you become primarily a listing agent, and you know your magic number of listings, that's the number of listings you have to have at all times to meet or exceed your monthly production goals, it actually becomes so much more simple. It's almost freeing in a way. And, you know, I think that there are a lot of agents that believe, and I think our recent market has made this worse, that everything in real estate is unpredictable all the time Mm -hmm. and that you are subject to whatever the real estate gods, with a small g, um, whatever the real estate gods throw your way. And it's like the luck of the draw. And then, you know, I've even had some coaching clients come to me on a coaching call and say, you know, I brought that thought to my broker, my office manager. Why is it feast and famine all the time? 
And they said, well, you know, that's just how real estate is. Get used to it. Well, but the reality of it is, is that is the way it is for most people. And that's the reason most people in this industry fail out. I, I was tr I actually wrote it on my things to do list, but I haven't done it yet. I think it's something like um, it's over 90% are failing within 24 months or less. And you and I had the theory that the number of failures is actually the number of people staying in the business. Uh, there's more people getting into the business, but they're failing out faster, basically. I believe that and, to be true. And I, really, the essence of the, the reasoning why we think that's true, and it only makes sense, is because of the fact that you have a lot of agents that are uh, trying to essentially buy their business. So if you get into the real estate business and you're starting to buy your business and no, you've never come across Julie and I or our best-selling book, Harris Rules, and you're essentially listening to the, you know, all the noise about essentially buying business, building teams, working on your brand, you know, working on social networking, doing all this passive stuff, Ultimately, the problem is, is that you are not going to, it, that stuff, when it does work, if it does work, it takes too long to make it work, which means ultimately, you're not going to be able to financially afford to stay in the business. I personally don't think people fail out of this business because they don't have the aptitude or the desire to be successful in it. They fail out of this business because they choose the wrong path. And that's really the essence of what today's show is about and really our coaching program. That's right. They spin their wheels spending too much time, too much money, too much mental sometimes even physical labor, you know, working yeah, with buyers is definitely. physical labor, working with listings is mental labor. And then they sort of time out or they max their credit card out and it becomes too late for them. And that's, you know, that's really sad. And we're here to try and prevent that. And really the, the so. bottom line way to prevent that, guys, is just focus all your best energies every single day on being a listing agent. Because when you have a listing agent, when you're a listing agent, you have leverage. And I, look, I realize that we're the, really the only ones in the industry that are saying that. But the truth is, is that you can be a listing agent. And the, the nice thing about being a listing agent is you could generate all the listing leads proactively. In other words, you don't have to buy them. And furthermore, you don't have to spend your money on any of the things that you're being told you have to spend your money on if you're going to primarily focus on being a listing agent. And Julie and I can give you countless examples. I mean, just here in LA, Jade Mills and all these other people, they were primarily listing agents. And as they became more successful at being listing agents, then they became more famous and people started to realize who they were because they were to see their names attached to some of the biggest sales in town. Valerie Fitzgerald is another one. But when they got in the business, their, uh, their formidable years were all spent focused on becoming powerful listing agents. Mm -hmm. Because when you're a powerful listing agent, you have a foundation for your business. Now, all the other things, the social networking and all the, all the rest of it, there is a place for that after you've mm -hmm. essentially sure. uh, become a listing agent first and learned those skills. Well, but it's not required, is it? There's How's a place that? for oh, it. All right. You mean the other stuff. Right. There's a place for it if you choose to do that, to enhance, to support, but it's not a requirement of your success. That's right. It isn't. And again, there's lots of examples, some of the most successful uh, agents in the country. And by successful, we don't necessarily mean the most famous. So the most successful Certainly. agents in the business, agents that have been in the business for decades, agents mm -hmm. that have been in the business to the point where they've accumulated, I mean, they're legends basically in the industry. Yes. Uh, you don't know who they are because they're not spending the money for, to build a brand and try to make themselves They're famous. not leading with that. They're exactly. leading with profit because profit is their product, right? They're leading with their own profitability, which at the end of the day is what gives them freedom. That's right. So as you get more of that, the whole fame thing starts to melt away and become less important. Because you don't care about it anymore. You don't care. It doesn't matter. Because you realize you're in tune with what your highest purpose is, which is being of service to other people. And by being of service to other people, in order to be of service to other people, you have to have a high level of skills. And when you have a high level of skills, people are going to be attracted to you. You're going to make more money. And mm -hmm. at that point, when somebody calls you and tries to sell you a lead or tells you how you need to you know, build your brand and be successful, mm -hmm. you see through the lie. 
Yes, and you know, one of the things I'm most proud of is when I see our uh, coaching clients, because they have their own private Facebook page to share their challenges and victories, and they'll post a little clip of somebody trying to sell them leads and, yeah. their, and their response, like, no, thank you, I'm good, I know how to produce on my own. And that's like a badge of honor to them that they have figured that out to be predictable and duplicatable. And to be a powerful listing agent, that means that you have the ability to go get listings at will. You know how to do it, you know how to compete, you know how to win. And one of the things that I also love is some of our newer coaching clients, you know, they've sent me some private messages that have said, and some of them have shared this on the uh, Facebook Live sessions where mm -hmm. they say- With Premier. Yeah, they say, I love this. They go, you know, I've seen what buyer's agents are going through right now. I don't want any part of that. I'm gonna be a listing agent first. These are some newer agents that are doing this. And they say, you know what? I've prioritized getting my pre-listing package. I'm gonna have an actual plan. I'm gonna learn my scripts and I will be a listing agent. And I'm so proud of them for, totally. for getting that, for not being polluted by the never-ending barrage of crap they're sent in their email. It's it's like there's a tribe of people out there. It's almost like a subculture in real estate that's mm -hmm. bought into this belief that you have to buy your business, that you can't create your own business. And it really does go to the idea that uh, essentially you're going to be dependent or independent in your business mm -hmm. in your actual life. But I'll tell you something. It is also fascinating. You and I are not just basing our opinions on our opinion, right? Mm -hmm. We're basing it on uh, the science. Right. <laughs> We're basing it on facts. And for example, if you look at the studies that have been done on long-term lead follow-up, for example, mm -hmm. if you look at the studies that have been done on um, agent websites, for example, if you look at the studies that have been done on all the other things that you guys are confused about whether you should be focusing on or not, if you do the homework and you do the research or if you just listen to past podcasts, you'll realize those things are not just highly ineffective. Sometimes they're just absolute wastes of time. Inman did a great article, uh, Teak Wiggins wrote it, in where he was talking about the fact that agent websites on average, and he got most of his research from the National Association of Realtors, mm -hmm. agents' websites on average attract zero leads, generate zero transactions yeah, not, per year. Not just light or you know a few leads now and then, actually zero. Right, and long and, and uh, CRMs and long-term feed uh, yeah. follow-up and drip campaigns and all that stuff, incredibly ineffective. That's right, and that's why in our coaching program, we teach you not just one, but many different ways to actually proactively self-generate those listings. Now, that brings us full circle. Back to what we started yesterday with our series, I, I kind of mentally call it listings versus buyers who's gonna win, right? And so when you have listings, and I'm so excited, I read an article this morning that said 35 of the top, I think it was 200 markets. And you know, what is that defined? Towns that are big enough that they have stats, right? Right. 35, towns that they're no longer towns, they're called cities. They're cities, like there's <laughs> actually stuff going on there. Yeah. Okay, so 35 out of the top 200 or so are experiencing price reductions now. Yep. And I'm excited about that because that shows a little turning of the market. It shows that days on the market are longer. Austin just surpassed 2,000 actives again today. We, we did that maybe 45 days ago. And what I watch is, and you guys can see this in your hot sheets, you watch that the amount of inventory goes up. At the same time, you get a bit more price reductions. A lot of it's in the high end right now. And at the same time, you see the days on the market creeping up. So for example, Austin is almost back to a 30-day marketing time. Now, our agents that are used to having 30 seconds on the market are freaking out. Those are the ones that need to get their skill set up fastest. But I'm excited about it because when you have a little bit longer marketing time, the magic number works extremely well because your listings generate other listings. Well, so you're saying the listing agents <clears throat> who have never had to work in a tra transitioning market 
don't necessarily how to know how to handle the relationship with their sellers. Yes. That's true. But really where these agents that are low skills based that got their business mostly from centers of influence of past clients, for example, mm-hmm. that where they're going to have the biggest struggles is the, uh, managing the expectations of those sellers. Yes. And the seller's expectation is the house stays on the market exactly 22 seconds. Exactly. And that's where those listing agents are going to lose those listings. And that's mm-hmm. where you're going to see as we enter into the end of the year and dramatic uptick in expired listings. Yes, that's and a, right. And, and uh, you know, frustrated FISBOs, uh, unrepresented owners and all the other normal sources. I mean, in our premier coaching program, we teach you other 20 different sources of seller lead generation. And I think all of them, except maybe um, um, now I think about all of them, but maybe two cost nothing. Right. And, and other, even the ones that cost something like probate, for example, is right. minimal. I was just thinking, I was yeah. trying to think of probate. Probate the, is, is one. And sometimes maybe if you want to buy really well research, uh, research, notice default leads, things like that. Yeah. But you can get all that stuff yourself. The moral of the story is when you are a proactive lead generator and you're primarily focused on listings, an adjusting market excites you. When you yes. see the days of the market extending, you're happy about it. It creates opportunity for you because that's when it goes from a market that's based on who you know to a, ba- a market that's based on what you know. Which is easy to cure. It's easy to correct. You just have to come to terms with the fact that you've got to upgrade your skills. When I turn on those reports that I read, just to, you know, different markets staying up to speed, being that that's our job, I, I look for, like, oh, that's awesome. There's a few more days on the market. It's going up. We're getting a little bit more inventory. Ah, look where all the price reductions are, right? So these agents that believe that if it doesn't sell in one weekend, you know, that they don't know what to do. Those are the agents I fear for the most. The ones that I'm not worried about are the ones who have been through this before. They know the listing inventory causes more listing inventory and they know, and these are the agents that everybody else should live in fear of. They know how the game works. They know to set the expectations of the sellers to have those conversations. And they know that having a little bit longer days on the market is actually a good thing for them personally as the listing agent, because they can get so much more generated from that listing it's than also, they used to be able to do. It's also healthy for the market too. It's healthy I believe, for well, buyers. It's great for buyers. Right, totally. It's better for buyers. Well, so you mentioned the real estate treasure map. Yes. And, the real, and we've just updated the real estate treasure map and we want to give it to you for free. And if you want the real estate treasure map, all you have to do, and it's our fill in the blank business and life plan, and when you're in the real estate business, whether you want to, if you're wanting to even be moderately successful, your business and personal life are sort of synonymous. They're intermingled. They, they are, right? You're, the constant uh, running of the antivirus software is in your mm-hmm. head when you're a small business owner or medium-sized business owner, really any size business owner. Mm-hmm. But the thought I have for all of you now is you need to urgently download your free copy of the Real Estate Treasure Map. And also, you're going to be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. And all you've got to do, and you can do it right now, most of you are listening off your mobile device devices, whether it's Android, whether it's uh, iPhone, whatever, just text the word success to 47372. Text the word success to 47372. When you do, you're going to get a text back immediately. You just reply yes. And then as soon as you do, you're going to get a text so you can then basically go to the website and download the real estate treasure map. It is free. There is no obligation and you will be entitled to a free coaching call. Someone from our office named Corey will call you or someone from his team and they'll offer you a free coaching call. You could speak to one of our new member coaches. You're going to be in the midst of filling out the real estate treasure map. And the key element, the output, the actual reason for doing the treasure map is because you're going to have a sense of direction 
that is going to be at a higher level than what you probably ever experienced in your life. It's going to be goal setting, but not just goal setting, goals with an action plan. But what it's primarily going to focus you on is helping you remove the 800-pound financial grill on your back, which is accompanied with most real estate agents' businesses because they do not yet understand the importance of having their magic number of listings at all times. Magic number of listings at all times is a simple formula that breaks through all the BS, all the Mickey Mouse of real estate, and just focuses on you building to and maintaining a magic number of listings at all times. And when you have that magic number of listings at all times, you will have very consistent cash flow. And frankly, you'll have a very normal life. You can work a normal business life, a nine to five or an eight well, to four. You have control. You do. You it, have control. Because it's predictable and duplicatable. And the thing that, that I really like about the treasure map is that it's so personalized. Yep. So we talk about in detail, you know, we've talked about the magic number virtually in every podcast about listings, but we really drill down on how do you figure out your magic number based on your needs. So there is a financial aspect that I can guarantee you no broker or office manager will ever go over with them individually. They might glaze over it, but not make it personal. So you figure out what you have to earn, then you do some goal setting. That's where we intermingle the personal and the business. We really think about, you know, what did you get into this business for in the first place? How is it going to move the needle for you? We put those numbers together. We divide by your average net commission to you. That tells you not just what you need to earn every month in real estate, but how to actually have the life of your dreams based on what you need to do in real estate. That gives you a number, which incidentally is almost always less than they think in terms of actual units that they need. Well, we're in Sherman Oaks right now, yeah. and probably to live here, you're going to have to have... Uh, your magic number is going to result in you needing to probably have maybe three to five listings at all yeah. times. Really, maybe only three, mm -hmm. I bet you. Because this market, I'm sure at least one would be in contract at all point, all times, and the average commission would probably be, you know, the point is, is know your magic number. Well, the Sherman Oaks numbers are going to be different than, like uh, I read about Toledo this morning, still has an average sale price of only 117, right? right? So somebody there might need 10 to 12 active listings. Somebody here might need two or three or five. So the treasure map helps you sort through all of that math. That way you have some very specific goals to go after. Maybe you, your magic number is five and you've got two listings right now. You know what you need to do. Makes well, sense, right? it's not it, the the treasure map is not just going to basically say this is what your number is, Bob. You have to work towards it this. Tells you how to do it. It's going to tell you how to do it. It's going to tell you how to do it, so you don't have to spend a lot of money. But what's most important about the treasure map, and what's most important, I think, based on the feedback from all of our you know thousands of coaching clients, is that what we do is we save you from the trial and error of having to try to figure out yes. what you're supposed to be doing every single day. We give you a you know, prescribe to you a very exacting schedule. We tell you, give you an idea of what you should, how you should be managing your time just in the morning. We don't even ever expect any of you to have a perfectly scheduled out day. We just want you to basically uh, control uh, your mornings, put your big rocks in the jar in the morning. You do that. You're going to win 99% of the time. Mm -hmm. and, and again, our philosophy about building a, a business and building a real estate practice is based on being of service to other people, but also being of service to other people includes you and your family. And it isn't time you basically get back to the uh, being in alignment with why you got into real estate in the first place and chances are it was because you wanted a consistency of your control of your schedule and consistency of cash flow so all you've got to do is text the word success to 47372 yes let's get back to our points yes okay and i i would say not doing that is kind of being financially irresponsible because you're trying out too many things waiting too long and spending money that should have been in your pocket and if they're listening to us say this there's no i, I seriously doubt if anyone's not hearing what we're saying and thinking to themselves, that makes perfect sense. And yet, if they still don't take action with that, 
that must be, you guys need to do some inner work on that because that just might be because you know if you fall into alignment with especially our coaching program, Premier Coaching, that we are going to essentially make you do what you don't, or how do I say, not make you, prescribe <laughs> to you, strongly encourage. encourage you to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level because we know ultimately it's going to give you the result that you want in your business and personal life. First step definitely is to request uh, the free treasure map. Text the word success to 47372. If you'd like to skip the line and you want to join the coaching program, go over to timandjulieharris.com and you can just join the coaching program. Click on coaching, click on premiere, and you're off to the races. So Julie, we are going to go through points number what, what, and what today. Uh, I think we'll just do a couple because yesterday we started out our series talking about 12 reasons to be the listing agent. If you're not clear from what we just did, there's some more points for you. Yep. So get caught up on yesterday's podcast. Point number four, and this has been interesting. Okay, so th these things can be going on while we have some market changes. Several things can be true at the same time. So why do you want to be the listing agent? Well, you know, point number four, listing agents and sellers are asking the buyer's agent to chip in or eliminate their buyer side commission during negotiations so they'll accept the offer. Now, yep. yesterday we talked about a point where uh, builders and some listing agents are literally posting in the MLS that it's a reduced commission, but it also comes out during negotiations. And yes, that's legal for all of you guys freaking out that that can't possibly be true. It is true. And I, I don't like that because it puts a, the buyer's agent in a position to be, you know, mixing their income into it. These next points are similar to that one. So let's yeah. go through point five and six relatively quick. Yes. Point number five, buyers having to ask, uh, to being pay, asked to pay, being asked to, uh, to pay out of pocket for buyers agents commissions. That's starting to happen in different markets. We talked about that on yesterday's mm -hmm. podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that, there's a lot of um, uh, reasons to believe that in the near future, a buyer's agent commission will no longer be an entitlement to uh, the uh, as part of the transaction. In other words, there's reasons to believe, legal reasons to believe that going forward, the buyer's agent, like a listing agent, is going to have to overtly through a sales type presentation show to the buyer why they're worth the commission or why they're That's worth right. the fee that they're charging. Which and, is the next point. Sometimes the buyers are having to finance it in. Go ahead. It's, they're having to ask you know, uh, for the buyer side commission to go into their loan. Sometimes that works and sometimes it isn't. So point number seven, buyers, here's one that I hear almost every day in our coaching program, buyers are getting sick of losing and they're going directly to who? The listing agent. This yep. is why you need to be the listing agent or deciding to check out of the market and wait or simply, you guys love this one the most, ghosting their alleged buyer's agent, right? Remember, buyers don't have to buy. You might think that they're ghosting you and get your uh, feelings hurt about it, but they never had to buy and you don't have a contract with them. Anybody, so. I mean, this, this point, that point right there, um, so I'm a firm believer that the market will always buyers and sellers. Uh, it, and I do believe that buyers will always want buyers agents I do because too. there's an inherent value that comes to having an experienced, really great buyers agents. True. And some of the best buyer, uh, some of the best agents in the country are the, the buyers agents. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you and I buy real estate in some particular marketplace, we seek out, but oddly enough, mm -hmm. you know, the best buyers agent is oftentimes the list, the best listing agent as yes. well. But there are always going to be a need when anyone is transacting, whether you feel you know the market as a consumer or not, to use a uh, professional to help you with that transaction. I think that's always that's going to be true. Well, and that's why we have a buyer presentation to help, you know, it's not, remember when we started talking about this topic at the beginning of the week, we made the point that just because we believe you should be powerful listing agents and lead with listings, that does not mean that we are anti-buyers or anti-buyers agents. 
We're just saying you should lead with listings. And you're right that generally speaking, the best listing agents also are very good buyer's agents. Proof is all you have to do is as a consumer, call into, go to realtor.com or Zillow and look to see now, unfortunately, and I fortunately, they're having to disclose the fact that the premier agent or whoever is buying the placement next to the listing is not the listing agent. There's been a lot of obviously maneuvers to make it so that the buy, the agent who's paying to have their image uh, buy the listing mm-hmm. is uh, that's I think in a lot of marketplaces the agents have said, especially the listing agent said, you're sort of in a lot of ways not really being truthful about who the listing agent is. But here's what's really happened. The consumers, the buyers in the marketplace, the first thing they do is they'll ask when they call uh, the agent who is featured next to the listing. Featured agent is not listing agent. Consumers have smarted up to that. Mm -hmm. They'll ask, are you the listing agent? And if they're not the listing agent, that buyer's agent is basically left on their heels and they have to come up with a whole bunch of scripts that you're about to say that Zillow and Realtor.com give you all these scripts to try to essentially move that potential buyer away from uh, asking the question about whether you're the listing agent or not. Or even move them away from the listing itself. Exactly. And that's unethical at the very least in our opinion. Unethical and in some cases you are actually lying. And when I get asked that question, you know... (laughs) Clients will come to us and say, you know, I've been doing this Zillow thing and I constantly get, are you the listing agent? What am I supposed to say? There's no script for that that's ethical. Yeah, but, isn't it, but isn't it interesting though? And in this day and age, of, and you and I have been in this industry for two decades mm-hmm. plus. In this day and age, like, you know, I remember when you and I were in the business, if you held another agent's house open, mm-hmm. right? You had, you there was no rule that in your same brokerage, right? We're going to hold Barb Flager's listing open. Remember mm-hmm. Barb? I do. We're going to hold Barb Flager's listing open. And it's over in Westerville. She had a ton of listings in Westerville. Well, Barb would want us to not make it so that we were representing ourselves as being the listing agent right. for that house. How is it that that all of a sudden has become okay? That you're paying to make it look like you are the listing agent yeah, for that particular twisted. property online. It's because of IDEX. I know all the technology of it. But you guys are this. These are all the legal, uh, you know, consternations that have happened over the last couple uh, decades. With, you know, buyers agents, listing agents, IDEX, all the you know rest of it. But here's really the bottom line: consumers are sick of it, and consumers are no longer um, essentially putting up with the misrepresentation of who the listing agent is and they are figuring out ways to figure out who the listing agent is and one of the best ways they're doing is they're driving through neighborhoods and calling off the sign so that this is another reason why the whole buying buyer leads thing has become so oversaturated Mm -hmm. meaning the quality of the leads or the nature of the leads or even the quantity of the leads that you're getting from being a buyer's agent have gone back when that stuff started you know back in uh, 2007 really when the whole that whole uh, fad started basically Mm -hmm. of selling buyer leads realtor was doing it before starting late 90s zillow really took it to the next level uh, but the reality of it was, is that when uh, Zillow took it to the next level, it was a killer way for agents to generate mm-hmm. leads. We had coaching clients who were telling, go prescribe to Zillow, yeah, be an it was agent. Good while it, lasted. it was great while it lasted, <laughs> two or three years, yeah. and then it got oversaturated. Yes. But look, the whole pendulum is swinging back towards the importance, how incredibly important it is, critical it is to be a listing agent. But really what's driving it that way are the market forces, the demands of the individual buyers and sellers. They're the ones that are pivoting it back to being a business that's focused on listing Listing agents, and you're going to see more downward pressure on uh, commissions. And if you were to ever do a study based on the agents that are churning through the business that are failing, I can pretty much guarantee you there are agents that are primarily focused on doing passive lead generation, who have primarily focused on working with buyers. Yes. So in conclusion, the listing agent always wins. Yeah. That's Everything good... that we talked about, all the stress points that we talked about, go to the buyer side. 
the listing agent always wins. They win because they sell the listing either to a great buyer's agent or to a buyer that goes directly to them or somebody they already had in their pipeline. But the listing agent always wins. So there you have it. That's a good place to round off the bend. Mm -hmm. And so I'll end today as I like to end every podcast. Um, if you guys are interested in joining eXp Realty and you're looking for, and you have not chosen your sponsor and you're looking for a proactive sponsor that's going to work hand in hand with you to build your eXp business, we are formally applying for the job. <laughs> so if you'd like to explore Julie and I being your sponsors at eXp, just text the letters eXp to 47372. Yes. I almost forgot. <laughs> text the letters yeah. eXp to 47372. Or if you're ready to join, you can just text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. So we're going back on the road again here in about 15 minutes, and we're going to be touring all over North Hollywood, and then we're going up to Calabasas. I got it right, mm -hmm. right? You did. What's the one down in San Diego? What's that one called? Trevor, do you uh, remember that one's called? Escondido, Carlsbad. There it is. Carlsbad. I get Carlsbad and Calabasas. Well, California's confused. a big place. I know. Mix it up. And all these names, right? Yeah. We're from Ohio, where you have yeah. Smithville and, then in, and Jonesville. In, uh, Orange County, everything's Viejo. Yeah. Mission Viejo, Aliso Viejo. I don't know. Exactly. We'll anyway, we're going to be announcing where we're staying. Oh, actually, in Laguna, which will Surf be tomorrow. Sand. We're staying at Surf and Sand. Message us through Instagram, uh, Tim and Julie Harris, or you can just text me directly, and I'll tell you what time we're going to be at the beach. Zoe is clawing at the side of the car like some sort of crazed monster waiting yes. to get out and play. We were in the car yesterday for, what, eight hours or yeah. something crazy? But it was a cool drive it down. It was a cool drive. Yeah. We so saw any, elephant seals and all kinds of cool stuff. So come visit us tomorrow in Laguna. We're going to be there the next day as well. Whether you have kids or not, but if you have kids especially, uh, bring uh, the chil bring your the children. So Zoe has playmates. If you can't find us, listen because you usually will hear Zoe before you see her. <laughs> that is definitely true. Yeah. So in the meantime, if you guys need us for anything, remember you can always text me directly. Text, don't call, 512-758-0206. Have a fantastic day and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.